Let's take out the trash day. Friday. I mean, what is it? Any stories we have to give the press that we're not wild about, we give them all in a lump on Friday. Why do you do it on Friday? Because no one reads the paper on Saturday. But we do. I'm Yael Grauer, and this is the Monday Morning Dumpster Dive. On Friday, the Trump administration filed a legal notice stating that it plans to detain migrant families together in custody rather than releasing them during the pendency of immigration proceedings. The notice of compliance filing was in response to a preliminary injunction issued by a U.S. District Court in San Diego, which required the government to stop family separation and to reunite migrant children with their parents within 30 days and 14 days for children under 5. An older court settlement called the Flores Settlement Agreement requires immigration agencies to release minors in custody if they're held for more than 20 days. Because immigration proceedings can last months, the new legal filing implies that the government intends to detain these children longer than the 20 days envisioned by the courts. It may force migrant parents to choose between having their kids kept in detention with them for months or allowing their children to be taken into the custody of Health and Human Services. Leal Rabat is a volunteer with the Restoration Project. She says that this move is not entirely surprising. It's really incredible to me the length that they will go to to try to figure out ways on how to violate people's human rights. It just seems like somebody thinks they're playing a game where they can continue to change the rules to fit their own narrative and their own worldview of how they want things to be instead of seeing things as they are and trying to figure out what the best is in the situation for all parties involved. Rabat believes that the most humane way to handle the situation is also the most fiscally responsible. And it's had large success in the past. They get asked about who they are, if they have identification, they review the identification, and they make sure that it's not somebody that is a criminal. And then they put a GPS bracelet on the adults, and they release them in the country until they have a court date. A lot of people, when they are coming across the border, have a place to go. They have family members that they can stay with, they have other sponsors, and there are also a lot of amazing, generous people who would open up their homes if somebody didn't have anywhere to go. So we don't have to be spending all of this money on incarcerating people for the crime of wanting to have a better opportunity. It would just be so much cheaper, so much more efficient, and so much more humane to let people in, process them, and then release them to wherever they need to go. Usually they get released with a court date, and they have to make sure that they check in with ICE every once in a while. And the GPS ankle monitors tell them where they are at all times. In June, Attorney General Jeff said Sessions reversed an immigration appeals court ruling that granted asylum to a Salvadoran woman who said she'd been physically, sexually, and emotionally abused by her husband. Rabat says that this reversal makes it nearly impossible for asylum seekers to gain entry by citing fear of domestic violence or threats of gang violence. Americans use all the drugs that people are dying for, and a lot of the gains have formed because of the drug trade. For America to say that if you're being threatened by gang violence, that's not a reason that you're able to ask for asylum, when a big chunk of the people that are asking for asylum are fleeing gang violence, that in itself is just a hugely hypocritical policy move. 
Leigh Albert Bott is a volunteer with the Restoration Project. This podcast was edited by Danielle Spencer. I'm Yael Grauer, and we'll catch you next time on the Monday Morning Dumpster Diary.